0: you are listening to episode number 12 of the mind body academy podcast with Sarah Rose this isn't an NBA this is the MBA This is the place for you to get coached and make health and happiness the business of how you get ahead in life. You get coached. Coached. This is the startup of you. You get coached. And now, your coach, Sarah Rose what's up everyone i'm happy to have you with me here on the podcast oh man i have a serious case of the sniffles (laughs) but i'm going to make a good day out of today anyway so why don't you do the same let's get right into it something i've been thinking about a lot lately is what holds people back from just doing what they want to be doing in their lives and with their lives The three words that carry almost as much potency as and I love you are the three words, just do it, right? Nike's slogan has become the anthem of the sports world and beyond. You can feel it in that collective hoorah from the bleachers and also it's that calm, steady inner voice that signals that it's time to just do it for any of us. It's time to show up, step out and take your shot. It's that inner workhorse that's pawing the ground, frothing at the mouth, and chomping at the bit that wants to get after it. It's that inner drive that revs up the engine of success. We all entertain aspirations and ambitions. We all have hopes and dreams that we cling to. We set goals, maybe New Year's resolutions. We try to improve our lives and we start off motivated. Yet somehow, We keep ending up back in the locker room with defeat written all over our miserable, frustrated faces, and it's back to the drawing board. Again, and again, and again. After you reach a certain point, it's easy to conclude that you must not have what it takes. You must not have the grit, the inner capacity, or the willpower to push through to results. Let me tell you that none of that is true. You may have an inner voice that's less of a sexy cheerleader and more of one of those hardcore parent coaches that's constantly yelling at you about your performance through a megaphone, but just because something is being said loudly doesn't make it true. You just have to understand the mechanics of why it's so hard to get out there and just do it. You have to coach the coach in your brain and change the strategic language you're using with yourself and your strategy out on the field of your life. What exactly does it take to get ourselves into action and to stay in action? That's what we're going to talk about today together. We're going to unpack the mental athletics of a just do it mindset. To understand how to do something, it's important to understand why we aren't doing it. For that, I want to take you on a magic school bus ride. (laughs) You remember that show? Into the mind of a master procrastinator. I'm going to borrow the illustrations from Tim Urban's TED Talk here on the same subject. In each of our minds, there are essentially three characters. We feel most in control of our lives and of our behaviors when the rational decision maker is the one manning our cognitive control panel. But the rational decision maker isn't the only one pushing the buttons in the control room. We also have an instant gratification monkey (laughs) that likes to take over. When the rational decision maker tries to talk to the instant gratification monkey about discipline, the monkey thinks that discipline will give you less freedom. The rational decision maker, on the other hand, understands that discipline will actually yield more freedom. Because what is discipline? Discipline is your ability to exercise control over primitive impulsiveness and desire. It's our mechanism for self-regulation. So most of us would love to sloth around all day, eat whatever we want, whenever we want, and only do what we feel like doing But our monkey doesn't realize that this is not a circus. (laughs) This is civilization. The problem we face today is that the way civilization is laid out, never have we had access to so many on-demand pleasures. And actually, funny enough, (laughs) there was this study that illustrates just what life is like when you leave the monkey in charge under these kind of conditions scientist-turned-consciousness explorer John Lilly took a rhesus monkey and gave it access to an orgasm button. He inserted orgasm catheters into the orgasm centers of the monkey's brain, rigged a button that could trigger an orgasm, and handed over the controls to the monkey. (laughs) What happened next is that over the course of a typical day, the monkey would press the button for get this, 16 hours straight, (laughs) and he would spend the remaining eight hours sleeping. (laughs) Most of us are handing over the controls to the monkey in our own minds all the time, (laughs) and we find ourselves mindlessly consuming, pursuing, and preoccupied by fast and easy pleasure. The monkey wants you to spend all of your time playing in the jungle gym of your mind and out in the world. The problem with that is that you can't sustain the mental gymnastics required of you to keep that up. Eventually, the guilt, the dread, the anxiety, the self-hatred sets in and you're met with the impulse to seek out more and more pleasure. Or the other choice that you have is to evolve yourself out of survival. A lot of us become looped into pleasure-seeking because it creates and reinforces the belief that evolving to the next level in our life should feel like ease. Losing weight should feel easy. Building a business should feel easy. Growing the intimacy of a relationship should feel easy. So the moment it feels hard, we make that mean that something has gone wrong, or we're doing it wrong, or that we're not doing it at all. So let's say you have the goal of losing some weight and you start eating a donut and you stop yourself halfway through eating the donut. You don't recognize that as a win. And when you can't see that as a win, the what the hell effect kicks in. So instead of stopping yourself, you keep going because you screwed up your diet anyway, so what the hell? Or the what's the point reflex gets activated and you start to doubt in yourself and your capability or doubt in your diet or your strategy. Instead of using the rational decision-maker, that most evolved part of ourselves, to tame and train the monkey, most of us rely on a third character, the panic monster. (laughs) For those of you who tend to leave things to the last minute under the pretense that you work well under pressure, or even better under pressure, this is your bro. (laughs) He doesn't hang around most of the time, but he comes around whenever you're getting close to a deadline or you're facing some impending death-like or career-ending consequence or after the instant gratification monkey has been running especially wild and has maybe binged or something like that. (laughs) It's that jarring realization of, oh my god, what have I done? It's that whiplash that snaps you back to reality. And the panic monster is the only thing that scares the living daylight out of the instant gratification monkey. One of two things happens then. A, the adrenaline rush allows you to take a rash of desperate action, like your survival depends on it. Or B, you open 27 new tabs on your browser, become doubly unproductive, and feel a little like you're dying on the inside. (laughs) Either way, it's like you just gave yourself a dose of rabies, and it's insane. Then that feeling sets in that you're barely getting by, or that you're destined to keep coming up short of your own expectations, or you start to question how in the hell you're going to keep this up. Okay, so that clearly sucks. But why take our finger off the orgasm button? Why evolve and give the controls over to the rational decision maker? Let me ask you, why do you think that is? What would be the purpose of evolving? And what is the cost of not evolving in your life? Because if I told you to just do it, many of you would say, I can't. But I want you to tell yourself the truth. It's not that you can't do it. It's that you're choosing not to do it. You're not giving yourself that chance. If your goal is to feel good all of the time and to be comfortable all of the time, it's going to be very challenging for you to evolve. You're always going to be reacting to your environment and no amount of stimulation is ever going to compensate for the feeling that you don't own your life. I like to think of the amount of desire we have like a bank account from which we can make withdrawals. If we're always spending impulsively to fulfill our wants for immediate gratification, the desire will never have the ability to compound enough for you to buy into the future you want to be living. You'll be giving up what you want most for what you want now, over and over again, with an insatiable lust for more of what always comes to feel like nothing. One of the things I've come to realize is that if you want something out of life, if there's some goal you want to achieve, you have to be willing to do the hard things. Living your dream, overcoming your conditioning, changing your behavior, breaking your habits, all require you to delay gratification. Now, the number one reason people say they can't do this the number one reason people attribute to their inability to achieve their goals is willpower a lack of willpower that's the explanation people give as to why they just can't seem to do it and you would be right willpower is not enough but it's what so many of you are trying to rely on especially those of you who are wanting to lose some weight Despite exerting more and more effort to be thin, most of the population on planet Earth is getting bigger and bigger. Projections from multiple health experts estimate that by 2025, more than 50% of the population of the world will be overweight or obese. So let me tell you why willpower is not enough. I'd reference this passage from Peter Drucker in episode 5 of the podcast, but it's worth repeating here. For the first time in human history, substantial and rapidly growing numbers of people have choices. For the first time, they will have to manage themselves. Simply put, we cannot expect to manage ourselves by gritting our teeth and white knuckling it all the time. Doing that would put us under repetitive chronic stress, and eventually we would fatigue and succumb to stimulants like sugar and sex, You know, it might come as a shock because we don't tend to congregate with little hello, my name is stickers plastered across the breast pocket of our t-shirts and admit it out loud, but it's the norm today to be addicted. Addicted to food, addicted to likes, addicted to fast and easy. Your willpower was gone the minute you rolled over in bed this morning to check your phone. Open your email and you're already faced with at least half a dozen choices. And the more choices we have to make in a day, the lazier we become at making them. The phenomenon of decision fatigue sets in because willpower depletes with use. If you're constantly having to negotiate all your choices with yourself, it's pretty clear why you're going to skip out on the gym or on making a nutritious home-cooked meal at the end of your day. You're too mentally taxed. So many of you are coming to me and telling me that you just don't feel motivated enough to do what you said you were going to do. And I go... Of course you don't <laughs> if you have a goal that feels out of reach when you think about that goal you don't think that's going to bring up some doubt doubt your doubt you have to be willing to face your lack of self-belief you have to be willing to face your lack of self-esteem your lack of self-confidence everything that that brings up for you and guess what It's not always going to have a flavor of motivation. (laughs) It might feel like frustration or confusion, and you can still take action in spite of negative emotion. You just have to be aware that you still have that option, that you have the choice to act. Whether you believe you can or whether you believe you can't, you're right. I'm not the first one to come out and say it, You've probably heard it said before. So doubt your doubt. Hear yourself when you say, I can't do this. And then decide to show yourself that you can. So if willpower doesn't work, what does? It's a good question. Author Benjamin Hardy says that to be frank, willpower is for people who haven't decided what they actually want in their lives. (laughs) said that way it's kind of jarring and off-putting but I think that's the way a truth bomb is supposed to land I can't tell you how often this comes up in coaching sessions a client will say something like I just don't want to be unhappy anymore and I'll go okay so what do you want tell me about that and they'll say I'm just tired of the stress I just don't want to be stressed anymore (laughs) okay so what's the opposite of that for you What do you want? Nine times out of ten, they can't give me a straight answer. You can see how it's really hard to go from here to there if you don't even know where there is. Take the example of the goal of wanting to lose some weight. Contained within the decision to lose some weight are all the day-to-day decisions about what you're going to eat. The intersection of these decisions are going to be potential points of internal conflict. This is where having a strong why is so, so, so important. In the moments where you're struggling, an awareness of why you're doing what you're doing emboldens you to default to the hard choice. That means choosing the hard thing even when that makes the struggle feel even harder even when it increases the doubt, even when that means taking on some debt and doing the uncomfortable thing, even when the number on the scale hasn't budged in weeks, to keep going anyway, to keep doing it. Your why has to be better than your best excuse. It has to feel more important than any reason to quit. Do you know your why? Why is that your why? Why is that important? to you why 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 ask yourself the questions that go deeper give yourself that mental shakedown stir some shit up let the raw and the real come to the surface no mud no lotus as Thich Nhat Hanh says no mud no lotus so relying on your why rather than willpower is one aspect of it the other thing is to be willing to believe, feel, and do hard things. Going through the hard things is what makes it all completely worth it. Training in the discipline is like building a muscle. When you're doing the heavy lifting, you're actually causing tiny tears, known as micro tears, in the muscles. And think of that as little tears into your identity, into who you've known yourself to be up until now. And it's uncomfortable in the moment. But then after you push past your threshold, that sensation that hurts so good sets in. It's that process of putting the muscle under repetitive stress that allows the muscle to regenerate itself bigger and stronger so that it can start to withstand heavier and heavier loads. That's the identity you get to grow into. So it's like that with discipline and the environmental pressures we face day in and day out. We're not just talking beach muscles here (laughs) or a kind of discipline that's showy. We're talking the kind of functional strength you can develop through practice that allows you to actually feel pumped about doing the hard things. Part of what allows us to do that without relying on willpower for the push-through is setting what are known as bright line rules. A bright line rule refers to a clearly defined rule. I like to think of it as a handshake agreement you make with yourself. One, you are committed to upholding as if you shook on it with someone you respect and you would never think of double crossing. It's a rule with a clear interpretation and very little wiggle room. You're removing the possibility of an out as much as possible. What makes it so hard to take action consistently and deliberately a lot of the time is that we're trying to take action on fuzzy goal statements. Like, I'm going to start eating healthier. What does that even actually mean? <laughs> what does eating healthier look like on a daily basis or a weekly basis? So instead, you could say something like, I can plan a joy eat, which is a meal that is simply for the pure indulgent joy of eating, at most, once per week. And it must be planned ahead of time. That's bright and clear, right? So if you're offered some delicious treat, you don't even have to think twice about it. You've already decided that it's a no. So you don't have to rely on willpower or self-control in the moment. It's important that you don't get all diety and restrictive with your bright lines. You want to do an inner check and see if you really have agreement established with yourself so that you can trust that you're good for it when you shake on it. In addition to bright lines, you can boost your capacity to uphold your rules for self-regulation by using implementation intentions, which are if-then statements that allow you to anticipate obstacles and convert the obstacle into an action plan. For example, if I have a craving, then I will drink a glass of water and breathe with it for 10 minutes before I decide how I want to respond to it. If I fall off my meal plan, then I will get right back on track at the next planned meal. It allows you to more readily respond to triggers in your environment and prevents a false sense of alarm from setting in if you cross a bright line. Notice that you then don't have to try and control your external environment to rid it of any and all temptation because you're so closely and clearly regulated in your internal environment, which is ultimately what we have the most control over so you've already made a plan for how you will respond to your external conditions you even have a plan for what you will do if you stop following the plan (laughs) everything is decided ahead of time nothing is left to be decided when you face a situation so you're less likely to end up doing only what you feel like doing and you get to conserve your willpower for other more important decisions throughout your day Bright lines and implementation intentions put the rational decision maker in charge. But hear me when I say everyone is procrastinating on something in their lives. Every single one of us. That instant gratification monkey doesn't have a cage. At best, it has a timeout corner. <laughs> but it can be tamed and it can be trained through the practice and internalization of bright lines and implementation intentions, and being really clear on your why. You can learn to watch it, even witness it as kind of entertaining, <laughs> while clapping your hands together excitedly and exclaiming, dance, monkey, dance. <laughs> so many of us try to live our lives from the outside in. We wait for the green light, for approval, for the evidence that if we go for it, everything will work out. There is no such guarantee out there. Rarely are the conditions going to be perfect. You can be friggin' Mother Teresa and still find people who will poo-poo all your ideas. You can stand up like Martin Luther King and exclaim that you have a dream, and people will boo you down off your stage. You can save somebody's life and they can turn around and resent you for it. There is only the guarantee you are willing to give yourself. How good is your word to yourself? What if you just went for it? Just freaking go for it. Do it scared, but still do it. If you're relying on willpower, or motivation to ignite you, it's like putting the key in the ignition of your car without putting your foot down on the gas pedal or lifting the parking brake. Your life will be filled with false starts. If you don't do it scared, the reality is you probably won't do it at all. And if you ask me, the things that scare us are the things worth doing. The discipline to do it when everything inside you says no, except for your commitment to doing it, is how you end up doing more in your life. If you set yourself up, there is no other option than to just do it until it's done. Now it's your turn. Get out there and just do it. I'll talk to you again on the next episode of the Mind Body Academy podcast. Thanks for being an awesome listener of the Mind Body Academy podcast. If you're ready to redefine success to include health and happiness and live into a body U capital L O V E, then you need to join me in Think Yourself Slim. It's my one on one coaching program where you'll get the coaching you need to become a weight loss success story. Step into the vision that you have for your life over at mindbody.academy. Let's start a transformation today.